0: What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as hopefully clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. It's another episode of the Healthy Charleston Podcast. Today, I've got Joey Welling from Exemplar Fitness. This guy has got quite the interesting story. You're in for a treat because we really start honestly from square one where he's folding towels in a gym to all the way fast forward to today where he's running amazing group classes in a very, very cool gym and has grown his membership by 700%. I mean, really cool stuff. So check out the story. We go on some really, really cool tangents about the intangibles of fitness and health and really dig into what I believe are some of the most important things to focus on as far as health, wellness, fitness, And honestly, living your best life. So, without further ado, here's Joey Welling from Exemplar Fitness. Joey, what's going on, man? How you doing? We have Joey from Exemplar Fitness. I would really make sure I get that right because I'm sure a lot of people say exemplary or like or whatever. They can't figure it out. How do you
1: spell that? (laughs) Yeah, I can't spell it. Well, I'm, I'm a pretty bad speller, but after it eight, nine years there, it's uh, it. I've got it under control. So, I
0: like it. so um, you guys are doing, honestly, some really cool stuff. I have uh, have not come for a workout yet, I promise you, and I will, um, but I've been to the gym a few times, and um, I just love the culture down there. Uh, it's definitely a palpable vibe that you really don't get anywhere else, I think, in Charleston, which, mm-hmm. is, which is really cool. So, And I know that you are a big part of that. Before we delve into that, though, yep. I'd like to know your history, right? Oh, boy. So, I have a Citadel shirt on, right? And so, um, we already kind of connected, went to the same high school, so that's cool. But yep. there's got to be some story there as far as maybe your athletic endeavors or how you even got into the fitness industry. Yeah. So if you don't mind, take us, a, take
1: us back. Yeah, why? Uh Grew up in Charleston, South Carolina, graduated from Bishop England High School, was fortunate enough to get a baseball scholarship at the Citadel. And um, just to stay on the timeline correctly here, that first year at the Citadel, um, I got red-shittered for baseball, and then that summer, I got a job for a summer job at a local gym downtown, and back then it was called the V. And I was just folding towels. Uh, My grandfather and I went to see a movie and we saw the gym across the street. And he said, why don't you go in there and ask him for a job? And so luckily the owner was right there. I said, do you need any help? And for 10 bucks an hour, I just started folding towels and helping learning the ins and outs of the daily workplace of the gym. And um, then to stay on the timeline again, we're we're back at school, played baseball for four years at the Citadel. Typical athlete story. Want to play in the major leagues, end up um, busting up my knee, um, had a few other back injuries, things like that, setbacks. Um, surgery on my knee, was out for eight weeks with a really crazy hematoma in my psoas muscle.
0: A hematoma in your it's, psoas, which is your hip flexor. Probably. Yes, okay. yeah, yeah.
1: which <laughs> is very, even the doctor was like, yeah, you probably could get lightning struck times before you hurt this again right and um that was a freak injury that they couldn't figure out how happened they're thinking maybe like a violent swing somehow Mm -hmm. but anyway lost like 22 pounds so after the knee surgery after that i was a senior i decided i was just as much as i love the sport i was done playing baseball and didn't want to take that fifth year Um, graduated with um, a degree in business and bachelor of science in business, and then I had waiting on me was a lo- job, a logistics job, right here out here on Clements Ferry Road, actually, mom and pop company, mm-hmm. and I was going to work in the finance department. Problem was, you graduate in May, that job didn't start until the next January. So, what
0: are you going to do for six? Yes, seven I couldn't months.
1: figure out what to do, so I'm walking down. King Street one day and this girl comes up to me and she goes, have you ever thought about working at Abercrombie & Fitch? And <laughs> Just I was a typical like, conversation. I That's like, happened to me. Never. I, I was <laughs> totally honest with her too. I was like, no. And not only have I not thought about that, it's I've never been in your store. Like I can't stand the smell, the right. music, anything like that. But then I thought in my mind, well, I got to make some money. So went in there and then I started talking to the assistant manager and she was like, "How old are you?" And I said, "Well, I'm 22 at that point, I believe." And uh, she was like, "Did you go to college?" And I was like, "Yeah, I just graduated from Citadel like a month ago." And she's like, "Oh, well, you can be an assistant manager. You don't have to work on the floor or anything like that." And I said, "Sign me up!" And so I got paid like 28 grand for salary and
0: buys a lot of beer. At exactly. They even <laughs> gave me
1: some uh, gas money to go from store to store. Yeah. So that was cool, but. I will never, ever work in retail again, especially during the holiday seasons, which yeah. that was quite a learning experience.
0: There are no more Abercrombie and Fitches. Like, I yeah, I don't those know. Those are the ones with the models outside, typically, yeah. right? You're kind of like Hollis- hanging out. Hollister. Yeah, and what exactly. Was, there was
1: another one, too, but I can't remember American what it was. American Eagle was one. I oh, my like, God. One. Yeah. Uh, well, it was, was a... just wearing jeans, flip-flops, and plaid shirts. That was, that was what it was. That was in a
0: song, too. Remember that song? Yes, LFO song, yeah. "Summer Girls." Oh Remember my that? gosh, oh, dude! Yeah. I actually came on my—I uh, want to say iPod. That's hilarious. On yeah, my iPhone Phone the other now. day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it was—I downloaded it when I had an iPod back in the day. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. So uh, bring me back.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was, and then finally January came around, and I quit that job and went and worked for a logistics company. Um, got paid pretty good, especially for a 22-year-old, mm-hmm. and. Um, it was a great learning experience. I loved the finance side of it and learning the ins and outs of a logistics company the import and export and all that good stuff. And, But I will say that my boss was not the most friendly person. Okay. He, within the two years that I was working there, he fired probably eight or nine people like Jerry Maguire style. Like boxes, crying, yelling. Out in public. Really? Yeah. And I looked at my dad one day and I went to my dad because this is my first like real job at college. (laughs) Is this normal? I I said, dad, are all bosses like this? Like what's going on? And he just was not the greatest human being. And I didn't know what I was doing. I was young. And um, and to be honest with you, I ended up getting fired from that job. And it was, now I look back and I'm so thankful for it because it was such a great learning experience. And now that I have employees that are that age now um
0: you probably learn what not to do
1: exactly i tell them the story <laughs> yeah and um whether th- whether they want to work in the gym uh want to work at the front desk want to be trainers or not i just say hey you gotta put forth 100 percent effort here sure this is your tour of duty this may not be what you do for your career but like this is my inspiration this is my goal this is my vision of mm-hmm. the gym and i want you to help me get there and also I want you to help me think of some cool, creative ideas to make this even better. Wow. Um, but no, sorry, went off there. No, but, leadership
0: important. Go ahead. <laughs> but
1: um, anyway, so I got fired from that job. I automatically went back to the owners of the gym from four years ago. The V. The V, which turned switch names to Bluefish, which is a little bit odd of a gym name. Yeah, is that uh, still around? I feel like I No, it's okay. not. It's I feel not. like I've seen that. You probably have. Yeah, 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 you will okay. remember that one. Yep. But uh, <laughs> same spot, same yep. gym. Um, just a different name. And and they said, "Yeah, we need uh we need you to come we can come open and close for us." Um, oh, rewind. I did this before I got fired. This is probably why I got fired. So, 6 months before I got fired, I was wanted to make a little extra money and try and dabble back in the gym business. So this is when I went back to the owners, blah, blah, blah. And they said, yeah, the only shifts we have are the opening and closing shifts, Monday through Friday. Like a front desk. Yeah, yeah. And I said, all right, well, I didn't have to be at the logistics job until eight. So I would open the gym at five in the morning, leave there at 7.30, someone else would come in for the shift, and then I'd go work from eight to five, at the logistics That's logistics awesome. job, eat dinner every night at East Bay Deli, and then close the gym from six to nine. I'd and always eat
0: the Citadel at the East Bay. Isn't there a sandwich? Called yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's so yeah. Good. I've oh, been yeah. there in a long time because I'm a big bread guy. Oh, I haven't been there in a long time either. Yeah, but
1: Great yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And the funny thing too, Eve, is that after that long of a day, I would work out at nine o'clock in the gym by myself, and I could not. I look at it now. I'm like, where did I find that energy? Um, so anyway, um, yeah, did 22. that for about six months. Those two jobs, worked insane hours, and then I got fired, and I was sort of thankful for that, to be honest with you. Right, it,
0: subconsciously, it, probably was, that door was a
1: role. <laughs> that that door closed, and it just opened up the gym to me, and I got more and more hours working at the gym. Of course, I wasn't getting paid what I was getting paid at the logistics company, but the thing that attracted me to the gym the most was. Um, the members of the gym and just how the environment, the atmosphere, the energy that those people brought. And it just wasn't that gym. It's any gym to me. It's like you get the 5, 6 a.m., 7 a.m. people that are just all jacked up and ready to work out before they go to work. And they're all in a good mood because they love working out. And then you got the people coming in at 4, 5, 6 o'clock at night that are... Thankful to be there to get off of work and just learning the different personalities of people and then talking to them, networking. Oh, you're a lawyer, you're a doctor, or you're in marketing, whatever it is. And I thrived off of that and I loved it. I loved working the front desk. Yeah, and um,
0: the energy is interesting, right? Like, I've never yep. really thought about that, but you're right. Like, if you walk into, I don't know, a McDonald's, you walk into a lawyer's office, you walk into a doctor's office, you walk to a physical therapy office, whatever, there's a certain energy involved. And like, typically, right, some gyms aside, there's going to be a certain high energy, relatively happy, like, let's go freaking get it kind of energy almost at any gym, which like, yeah, I didn't even think about that. It's like probably a little bit like, can give you a bunch of energy and can me, fire you up and like and
1: then, just yeah.
0: go, go, go. like. You I know, know we'll
1: get into this in a little fire, bit, but, but to me, that is the heart and soul of yeah. exemplar fitness. Okay. Um, yep. But yeah, yeah. So I was addicted to that and I was working the front desk, working about 20, 25 hours a week. So just, you're not training people, you're just kind no. of hanging
0: out, saying hi. Exactly.
1: So I'm you at know, 23, 24 at that point. Yep. And then it clicks with me. I'm like, all right, well, maybe I'd like to do personal training because I loved working out as an athlete and I still worked out I loved it Mm -hmm. Um, also I went through a ton of rehab with all my injuries Um, I just loved health and wellness and feeling good and sweating to be honest with you any type of sweat and so then I called up my former strength coach who is still at the Citadel coach Donnell Boucher and during those 25 hours of folding towels at the gym the next 30 yeah. hours of my week or whatever I would go be an intern for him at the Citadel and I think that was at that time I thought that was the route I was going to take is helping like fo- conditioning Yeah. football yeah. girls volleyball golf team baseball basketball whatever it was I loved it and I loved being around those athletes um, and then at that time learning how he coaches and learning his leadership skills, which are second to none in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I've
0: heard multiple things yeah. from multiple people.
1: And just doing all that, I started, I asked him, I said, what certification should I get? And so I started studying for my CSCS and Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist yep. and because I thought that's what I was going to do is training athletes. And then as I did it more and more, Um, I sort of under the table, started getting a couple clients at the gym, even though I wasn't certified. Um, This is now 10 years later. So don't tell anybody, but- uh, (laughs)
0: Does that, well, we won't do that, but yeah, it's (laughs) fine. No judgment here.
1: And so anyway, um, as I was studying and getting the certification, I noticed that what I call average Joe clients, the everyday clients, they all wanted to look and train like athletes and i loved teaching them that Mm -hmm. and then the other thing that i also learned was unfortunately being a strength and conditioning coach you are sort of boxed in with your profession and your business of what the other coaches of the team want they tell you when to train things like that you can only grow so much but i had a i guess a little entrepreneur spirit in me sure i was like well if i go the other route and do personal training i can sort of hustle as much as i want and make as much money as yeah. i want relatively limitless the yeah.
0: conditioning world unfortunately is still yeah, yeah. very limited now the, the big dogs high level. Yeah, yeah the
1: big dogs make great money yeah but
0: but they're working crazy hours there's just a certain mindset yeah you know that we you know yeah it's different it's completely different oh yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah
1: and so I decided um, after about a year interning and assisting at the Citadel, and I got my certification, I moved back, I well, I was at the gym the whole time, but I just moved full time there. And so I worked the front desk, started building my clientele. And then after about a year of that, the gym owners came up to me. So I finally have like a client list of like 12 clients or something like that, I'm feeling good. Um, I'm at the nicest gym. In Charleston, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable views and working with the mayor, working with all these people. And um, they come up to me and they go, unfortunately, three months from now, we are going to have to close the gym. And cool. I was like, "Oh well, hell, mean, <laughs> no offense to Gold's Gym, but it's like, I got all these high-end clients that are training in this pristine facility. I'm like, I can't take them to Gold's Gym.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, what am I going to do? And... I guess, so my current partner today is Jason Feudum and he he is the founder of Exemplar Fitness. And it was a boutique gym on James Island, which was technically only two, three miles from downtown. And um, we had met one time at Home Team Barbecue. that's it. And we met through a, a friend of a friend and we just ran into each other there and then and that was probably a year before I got word that the gym was closing. What and, year
0: is this, by the way, just for my own?
1: Jeez, this is two, 2012. 2012,
0: okay. Probably. Gotcha. Maybe yeah.
1: 2011. Yeah. Okay. And so Jason gets wind of the gym closing. He gives me a call, gets my number from somebody. And he's like, Joey, I know we've only met once. Come check out my gym. Maybe you'd like to bring your clients over there. Smart business move on his side sure um, and I was like oh yeah let me go check it out and it was a nice clean gym and I was like this will work I'll just personal training over here right and, very uh, high
0: end we walk in there yeah I mean there's no mistaking no it's
1: yep. the cleanest gym I've ever been in to this yep. day and he's that's the number one thing that that man has taught me and refurbishing and keeping everything up to date and yep. things like that yep. so um, but Yeah, so I ended up bringing all my clients, and my clients, to be honest with you, they were all downtown clients, and they could get to James Island quicker than they could the gym downtown, Yeah, so.
0: Connectors right there. Yeah, yeah.
1: and then um, I I trained, I was personal trainer there for probably about three years. During that same time, I made some connections to start teaching classes. Um, There was this class called Blast 900 that was coming to Charleston. And Didn't it's from.
0: Not have heard. I've not heard of that class. Yeah, and yeah. it was
1: a very treadmill-based class, conditioning type class. Yeah. And it's from Atlanta. Um, they have like three of them in Atlanta. Um, and I don't. Uh, Megan Holmes, one of my former clients and good friends, she connected me with the owners. Of that. And so I tried out and I started teaching classes there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the energy of it, the high intensity energy. It was great to personal train at Exemplar and then I'd roll over to Mount Pleasant and teach some classes over there. Um, it was a hard ass class. I mean, just, I mean, great for runners, but it's great for anybody. You just know, sure. you got to know when to cut back and when to hit the gas pedal. Okay. But, yeah. Um, and, and I became, I guess, a good enough cl- coach that they invited me to Atlanta, and I would teach there um, every like once a month, things like that for a weekend. That's cool. And yeah. And then I made another connection there with another gym in New York City, and that gym is called Exceed. And so, so many gyms. <laughs> oh, I, I, I know. I know. Every time I hear a new, in there, in there, strictly kettlebell and rowers and TRX, basically. Okay. But uh, high intensity class, cool like Metabolic
0: was kind of similar to that. Yeah, was yeah, cattle, yeah. Cows, no yeah. This yeah. was a
1: little bit, no offense to metabolic at all, but yep. it was a little bit more hardcore, a little bit more gritty. Okay. Uh, a little bit more CrossFit style, I would call. Yeah, it. yeah. Um, and so that was cool because I went and got my. Um, russian certification in kettlebells strong first yeah and um that's
0: right because you know uh drake was on the podcast too yeah 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 Okay, absolutely um
1: drake trains me once a week yeah i feel Uh, like i I try and go in there twice a week if i can yeah um but yeah it it, and that just opened my whole when it came to actual as a personal training learning learning to move those bells those kettlebells it just it's not just learning that you it makes you grip a barbell differently it makes you grip a dumbbell differently it um changes your whole mindset um, and that was such a cool learning experience. but so it was cool i was personal training in new york doing some classes in atlanta mount pleasant and then um teaching some classes in new york city that's a lot and, of traveling bro yeah <laughs> and i love new york city to be honest with you. my dad's from connecticut and i'm a huge yankees fan okay, so i grew sure. up one you didn't mind. Um, so i told those people in new york i'm only coming up only in summertime baseball season. Don't bring me up here in the winter. So anyway, um, so it was it was a really cool learning experience. I love the dynamics of going one-on-one with a client, calming down. And But I love the energy of teaching a class because it brought back a little bit of that team atmosphere to me. And so in, what ended up happening was... That class in Mount Pleasant closed and the owners in Atlanta were going to give me part ownership um, to open a new location for them in Atlanta. And it was a sweet gig. And I've never lived anywhere but Charleston. I've traveled a lot, never lived anywhere. So it was a quite an offer and quite a decision to make for me. Mm-hmm. And um, so Missy, the owner of the The studio, she gave me the offer and I went up there and it was in this brand new, um, it was 16 story apartment building and it was going to be at the bottom of the apartment, the retail. And they had me a, a nice suite up top on like the 14th floor with a balcony and everything. And I'd literally take an elevator to work every day, Whole Foods right next door, Starbucks, everything like true city living. Yep. And I was like, done deal. Sign me up. Let's go. Uh-huh. And at that point, I owned a house in West Ashley with a couple of my buddies from the Citadel. And um, they rented it out and blah, blah, blah. But so I go and put the down payment on the apartment in Atlanta. I tell her, yes, I'm moving, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I find new renters for my house in West Ashley. This is going
0: to get interesting. because yes. Obviously, we know the end. Okay. Yeah.
1: Go ahead. And literally... Probably four weeks before I was leaving, I already told my clients, I'm leaving. I'm sorry. I'm leaving in a month. Um, Jason, my current partner, uh, the owner of Exemplar, came up to me and said, Joey, why don't you buy in with me? And you can- So he
0: knew, I mean, you had a conversation with him, obviously- even before you made that decision? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, he, yeah.
1: yeah. I was like – I told him before I told the clients and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Okay, I was like, Jay, I'm leaving. I'm moving to Atlanta, yeah. blah, 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 So he's kind of mulling yeah. it
0: over as this process is happening and then, okay. Yeah, yeah he's yeah.
1: trying to think and I guess and I don't know what was going on in his mind, but I'm glad it went on. Yeah, sure. Um And so anyway, he comes up to me. He goes, why don't you buy it with me? With that, we can double the size of Exemplar, which was at that time 3,000 square feet. And he's like, you create whatever you want over there. You can create a classroom, you can create whatever. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, how can I pass this up, blah, blah, blah. And, but uh, for a week, I was just hesitant, hesitant. What am I gonna do? Sure. And then- Two
0: amazing opportunities. Like what I, I was
1: very fortunate enough to have traveled to Atlanta a lot that I knew the lifestyle in Atlanta and it was fun, it was great. I had so much fun when I went there. Um, but it was centered a lot around alcohol. It was centered uh, a lot around what are you gonna wear, what kind of car are you gonna drive to the club, like that type of stuff, and sure. that's just not me, and all my friends and family know that. Like I love to sit back and have a beer or two, but uh, that's not my main focus. I'd rather go paddle boarding or um, read or, I don't know, just Sounds cook yeah. out or yeah, something right, like that. Right, yeah. And it clicked with me, I started thinking of that that same week. And then I had one of my old friends from high school, his wife was putting on a birthday party, a surprise birthday party for him at his original home in Mount Pleasant, which was on a creek. And it was the fall and it was a beautiful sunset and it's 60 degrees and there's a fire and there's the creek and the water. And I get out there and it just... And then the next morning, I had to do this charity workout that all my clients were coming to, and we raised this much money. Um, And it just, it all hit me. Right in those 24 hours, I'm like, this isn't in Atlanta. I can't see this view in Atlanta. And then I've just created and created the opportunity to open the door to build this much money for this kid and this charity through all my clients and all the network and what you that built from yes the
0: logistics you know starting at yeah just and it, and folding like, towels after a movie and like that obviously led you to this point That's exactly
1: and i was like it's the old saying of like oh yeah. i'd rather be a big fish in a small pond than a small fish in a huge sure. ocean you know yeah. and um i remember it was the first bridge that i ever really burnt in my life and calling that owner because she had all of her plans the studio was set and I, I screwed her over, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, um,
0: well, it's really and, cool that you can take ownership of that. Most people would be like, eh, da da da. No, like, no I screwed her it's over. It's all on me. Yeah. You if, know.
1: if Missy Wolf is listening, she 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 knows that I did that. <laughs> but I tell you what, if it wasn't for that woman, I wouldn't be the instructor or leader that I am today. Yeah. And I mean, she. And was, I
0: bet five years down the road, I mean, at the moment, there's yeah. probably nothing. I've had similar situations kind of happen to me. And it's just like, I. Usually the right person kind of understands like yeah. long-term this makes the most sense. Yeah like, I mean, you
1: know, yeah, she she's I think of her weekly. Yeah um, With my business yeah. but um, but yeah, and then I told Jay let's do this thing and um, So yeah, Jay and I sat down and we spat out our ideas and things like that and I took what I learned in New York with kettlebells and I took with what, what I learned in Atlanta and Put my own twist on it, and then I remember I was in an airplane uh, flying to New York for one of those trips or something like that, and I was thinking of the timing of the workout, like how I would structure it and things like that, and it just clicked with me. And then I was like, "Well, let's think of a cool name for it." And we came up with Rush, yep. and there's no acronym behind it. There's nothing behind it. I'm sure, be we can make it. something up. Yeah, and. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it was a rush class at Exemplar Fitness. But the other cool thing was that rush class is only a thousand square feet. So we had I had Jason let me create the other two thousand square feet behind it, and I was like imagining squat racks and platforms, and we just needed more functional room to push and pull sleds, throw yeah. throw balls, same thing we needed. Yep. Yeah, lunges, whatever it is. And um, so Jay let me do that, and boom, we're rolling. So it's the original Exemplar, and then what was the bit.
0: original exemplar and then kind of you obviously added this rush class and we'll dig into exactly what that means but yeah. like i'd love to know what it was kind of before focus wise and then how it what it molded into yeah
1: so I, it's um exemplar you walk in the door and it was a it was a boutique gym that you could come work out um on your own um at any time um jay was there and it was me and he had a couple other personal trainers that are actually still there to this day mm-hmm. and that was it. It was 3,000 square feet, nice bathrooms, nice little locker room. Um,
0: so a mix between like a a gym that people would just come in and work out at and then obviously personal, personal trainer. trainers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no Plenty problem. of like yeah. old
1: school machines because Jay was a, he's an original bodybuilder. Yeah. Um, and then there's a little bit of functional room and of course you got the dumbbells and things like that and treadmills, TVs. Mm-hmm. Um, Nice, quiet little neighborhood gym. And um, right in it, it it was a great location right there on the corner of uh, Maybank and Folly Road next to the Piggly Wiggly.
0: And then you kind of have all this experience and training from what New York was like and Atlanta and these treadmill classes and what you've learned with your own kind of kettlebell training. And you obviously like the personal training stuff and you're just like, hey, why don't I bring we'll just call it group fitness, which yeah. is kind of a common term nowadays because yeah. right? they're everywhere now, mm-hmm. right? And you were kind of, I'm probably one of the original people to do something like that yeah. around here. Um, um, so what, we'll, we'll, yeah, tell me how
1: So it. <laughs> it was um, sort of like going back to what I said, we, we hashed down. I was like, this is what I want to do. This is how much space. And Jay basically let me talk to the contractors. I put in my money and um, uh, the... Fortunately, the landlord helped with a little bit of build-out cost and things like mm-hmm. that. And we were able to scratch together what we needed. Um, we had to take out a loan, and it, we, we, we made it work. And um, Betting it, on yourself. There's yeah, nothing better, in it, my Exactly. Yeah. We sort of were, uh, as they say, jumping off the cliff and uh, building the plane on the way down. Sure. And the other thing I told Jay that I wanted to do is like I want to rebrand the business. Um, not so much change the name let's tweak the logo let's he didn't even have a facebook account uh we updated the website so we got instagram um there was no i think there was only like two front desk employees at the time and um they only worked a certain amount of hours a day and that was the number one thing we had to fix was like well we got to have somebody up front all day every day because if somebody wants to come in for a new membership they got to be able to show them around Just
0: some of the systems and processes. And And so that's what we got
1: the loan for was to help pay for things like that. And and so, I mean, we changed the whole landscape of the business. And um, that was in 2016 is June when we started. We opened the other side and we had 134 members at that point. In 2016, and now we just hit. I look this morning, I look every day, yeah, but uh, 711. Holy, so, How not, do you fit them in more so not even three and a half. These are
0: passive members, I'm assuming. There's not like a you know, Planet Fitness where they have X number members and they know that 50%. Yeah, of them so people.
1: like less than three and a half years later, we yeah. grew from 134 to 711, and um, you know, it, and we we started, I started hunting for trainers and finding these guys and uh katie blaylock was a friend of mine she's been a trainer at musc and revolution spin studio and i begged her for a year i was like hey come do this with me like this is the concept that i have with this class is come teach this class come be a personal trainer and she had been working at musc for god knows 10 years maybe at that point and she had one of the best followings of a female instructor I've ever seen or met. Mm-hmm. And man, can that woman teach it a class. Like, there's only been in Atlanta and New York, I knew Bree in Atlanta, and then Michelle in New York, and then Katie in Charleston. There's the only three women that I have met, and I know there's more out there. I'm just, yeah. These are people that I have met. Um, but I mean, even when a guy walks in that room, the guy's listening to that woman right. and it ain't just because she's attractive it's because she knows what the hell she's doing yeah commanding the room what's yeah. the
0: concept that you kind of we'll call it sold her on like you know there's got to be I, you know what it was because it had to be it's like okay let's rush okay cool you said that sorry no you're good and then you have to define it for us like i, I don't know i'm very curious it was one of my i lessons. told
1: her i wanted to um it, it's funny because at this all at the same time still this, building the plane when this was all going on <laughs> the plane half the done original owners of Orange Theory before Orange Theory started in Charleston the original yeah. owners asked me to come be their lead instructor sure and this was before Orange Theory was even built yeah. in Charleston and the original owners asked me that and so I had that in my mind and I'm like oh, no I'm still gonna and my good friend and I mentioned her earlier Megan Holmes she's like no Joey don't do it create your own shirt, create your own hat. Yeah. And I just followed in that direction. And um, But I told Katie, I was like, Katie, this is how the flow of the class works in my mind right now. But look, you as a trainer can switch this around and switch that around, do this and do that, do whatever you like. Um, and she just sort of fell in love with it. Right. And yeah, and then we found off of her, we found a couple other people, um, Allison Forbes, She's younger than us, and uh, but I met Allison because she was an intern at the Citadel as well, and she's huge into yoga. But the girl can teach a high intensity class too. Yeah, and, and that's
0: what Rush is, right? Just yeah. the people who may yeah, not yeah. know. It's so, like yeah, yeah, So yeah, I keep high going off, It's
1: a high intensity interval training class, hit yeah. class. Um, I've only I like, really seen
0: pictures. I see, I see people on treadmills. I see push, people pushing sleds. I see jumping jacks. I see mountain climbers. It's a I see
1: tough. Kettlebells it's stuff. a tough way. It, I, The best way to explain it is you're going to be using kettlebells, dumbbells. You're going to run a little bit on a treadmill. You're going to be pushing, pulling sleds. I will say that if you've taken Orange Theory, you're not on the treadmill as long as you are at Orange Theory. Like Mm -hmm. in our classes, like today's class, it was a five-minute and 45-second run. And it's all out. I let them go all out. I'm like, how far can you get in five minutes and 45 seconds? gross. But – In a great way. (laughs) But yeah. And so like on Wednesday, what it will be is – Instead of those five minutes and 45 seconds uh, of a tempo run, what we'll do is sprint work. We'll do six 45-second sprints with 15-second intervals in it. So it's not like always a five-minute run. And, but when I'm, what I am getting at is that you're never on that treadmill more than five or six minutes in a class. Um, we have assault bikes, which are our members' favorite piece of equipment at the gym. I have gym. one in, in here. That's a total sarcastic comment. No, no. Yeah. If you've been on a assault yeah.
0: bike, you know. If you haven't, try to avoid it as long as possible. Yeah. And um,
1: <laughs> it was great. Like a couple of weeks ago, a couple of them broke because we've had them for like four years now. Yeah. And anytime any piece of equipment breaks in the gym, everyone lets me know. Every member that walks in that door, hey, hey, the treadmill's broken. Or, Hey something smells over there or something like yeah. that. And, but for three weeks these bikes were broken like I was waiting on my mechanic guy to come fix them and for the parts to come in. And not one person said a word that the bikes were broken. They were That's like, the oh, it's is. fine, we don't have to do bikes today.
0: But, <laughs> Avoided at all yeah. costs. But no,
1: it's it's a, it it is a, it, you're not going to do quite as much cardio as you would in an orange dairy class and you're not going to do Olympic movements like you would do in CrossFit. Is it uh, always different? So yes. like there's not like – you're never going to
0: repeat the same workout kind of thing or like – We
1: will – have we're – as I was talking about earlier, we're coming yeah. up with more of a structure because we're just starting with this thing basically and we didn't know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. We still don't know what we're doing. We know better than we did. But
0: yeah. Um, but that's like any process. You're constantly refining something. Just oh, yeah. It's like, yep, I figured it out. This is the best strength conditioning program out there wrong right yeah no, like, no. yeah you know, there's always that.
1: always room for improvement and yeah. you got to be ready to pivot and adjust your sales to um every different type of training right. and even business yeah so but um yeah we will repeat workouts sometimes um not exactly the same but it's it's really cool like Mondays like today it's just Katie and I teaching all day so I write up the workout this morning Allison Forbes, she does all of our programming every month of what body parts we're going to hit. Like today was a horizontal push and pull with single leg movements. And off of that, I create, all right, we're going to hit some chest press. We're going to do some rows for the back. Um, all different types of concepts like that, push-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll do step-ups or lunges or things like that and what these and, and you got to be careful because you're in a group setting so it's not like your personal training where i can hit specific really cool yeah creative exactly and then um i i was like all right well i want to do three sets of chest press and we're going to alternate with TRX inverted rows. Do
0: you all just get in a room and just mind meld this, or is this like evolves over like a week and then you plan stuff out? She's like, nope, here we go, roll in a room, let's just I'm, plan it out and go.
1: I was in that classroom at 3 30 this morning with a cup of coffee. 3 30? 3 45. Yeah. This morning? Yeah. You mean afternoon? No, this morning. No, okay. Yeah. Okay. I have a client that starts at 4 <laughs> 30. So I have to get in, and then their first class is at 5 15. So
0: I would get up at 6 to work yeah. out. And crazy. it's
1: crazy. But um but yeah I'm in there and I look at the calendar I look what Allison Forbes has drawn up for the program that day then off of that I will look around the room and I'm just putting in my mind all right what are we working on and push pull chest rows um three sets of that takes 45 I mean 3 minutes that yeah. takes three minutes. and sure then structure
0: enough, you kind of know timeline-wise. It kind of becomes Exactly. I different.
1: know that equals, all right, that's not a six-minute run. That's a five-minute, 45-second run because I can't do six minutes because these guys are all getting done yeah. at 45. And it's just weird in a class. Like if these guys are done working and those people work. It's working. an art. I have no doubt. Yeah. It's an art. It's you something know? that a lot of people um, – don't really think about when it comes to training and teaching classes, the mm-hmm. importance of that. And yeah. and I'm like that when I go take an orange theory class or I go take a Barry's bootcamp class or something like that. I am, I'm like an owner of a restaurant going in another restaurant and Where I am, I'm like, Oh man,
0: just can pick things apart. Mm. Like, I don't know if I would have done that. that yeah, way. exactly.
1: Yeah. And I just have to swallow it sometimes. And, um, but it, it, Everybody teaches their own way. It's, it's, yeah. it's our own thing. It's There's no harm, no foul. Like it's How all many good.
0: people do you have in these Rush classes? I feel like I've seen so, that's so, the, so many people. That's, that's the other
1: cool thing about Rush compared to some other big-time places that do all these classes is we don't – yeah, it's great when we get 20 people in a class. Like sure. that's great. Numbers are awesome. And we love the the team camaraderie of it and mm-hmm. the energy and things like that. But we also have people that love coming to our classes where there's only eight people in class. And to be honest with you, after you teach 3 classes of 15-25 people, when you get a class of 8, it's sort of a little bit more relaxing yeah, for me breathe, as an instructor. It, yeah. yeah, I'm like, "All right, yeah. now I can really watch form, really watch movement." Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um but yeah, there's I'd say we average in a class realistically 11-12 people isn't an, isn't an average. Yeah. Um sense. but we never like this morning, 6 a.m. was 24 people. And then the 7 a.m. only had five people. Um, and it, it, a lot of it has to do with timing. Um,
0: Usually two coaches or just so depends. So
1: that's what you're thinking of. Yeah. Now, Saturday is a different beast. Yeah. So I got this idea from Atlanta. And there's a cool gym that I would go to in Atlanta. Um, it's called The Forum. And it's owned by a couple of former Atlanta Falcons players. It's an Equinox type gym, mm-hmm. but they had this cool class there called Fast Twitch. And on Saturday mornings, this is in Buckhead, this is right below linux Square Mall. Um, and I remember when I was teaching Blast in Atlanta, like, I'm going, I told my boss, I'm like, I'm going to Fast Twitch tomorrow morning because it's Saturdays at Fast Twitch. And all, not all of Buckhead, but the workout people of Buckhead were like, oh, we're going to Fast Twitch on Saturdays. And it was this huge, Cool classes. They only did two of them that morning. It's um, like a big community workout, basically. Yeah, right? and so yes. like our Saturday classes are forty, fifty. We've had July Fourth last year. I had sixty-six people. That's and, bananas. And um, but it's like we love it. It's we've found out it's everybody's game day. You know, like going back to what I said earlier. Like these average Joe's want to train. Like Tom Brady, they want to. They want to do. And you gotta these. have a game day to train for, yeah, right? Exactly. It's like I have a marathon or I have a
0: meet and like or whatever. Yeah. Most people don't have that it's anymore. It's cool. They just like they're just training to train. It's cool to like. All right, Saturday's my day. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna PR. or yeah. Whatever. That's my day. Or a bunch of people are gonna be there. I'm just gonna let it all out.
1: And yeah. it's awesome because it turns us into better trainers because. The cool thing about Exemplar is, and we'll tell our clients that come into those rush classes. I'm like, "Why are you taking your fourth rush class this week? That's too much. Like, that's way too much high intensity for you to do in one week. It's like, go walk on a treadmill, go hit the elliptical. Like, just take it easy today. Sure, and cover. and it's all right there under one roof. Um, and it's 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 funny that people are like this is such a cool idea that you and Jason came up with and. And Jay and I look at each other and we smile. We're like, "Oh, you know, ten years ago, twenty years ago, you used to go to the class that was in the gym. Like, this isn't a, right. we're not creating the wheel here. We're just step aerobics, high bow, whatever. We're yeah. spinning it a different way. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and then that's when it gets into to me." The business, the leadership, the the team, the yeah. atmosphere, the energy of what's going on here. Because what makes us different than O2 Fitness, you know? And what makes us different than Golds or things like that? And yeah. I tell my staff this, especially my front desk staff, is like, hey, see that treadmill over there? It's the exact same treadmill they have at Golds Gym. Like, what's the difference between mm-hmm. us? The difference is you're going to be completely incredibly amazing when that client walks in the door you're going to say hello Bob how are you how's your son today you're not going to just know his name you're going to know their kids names and you're going to hand them a towel that gym that treadmill is going to be a lot cleaner than the gym at another gym and um
0: and keep people coming back and like arguably what I think is same thing we do here at Made to Move is just like you know, if they're more likely to come back, they're more likely to stay fit, they're more likely to be it's, healthier. It's, it's like all part of it, right? That and that is the thing. That's how you've grown from one hundred to whatever, seven hundred. Like yes, yeah, to right? me,
1: fitness it's to I, intangibles, I, right? Like I, intangibles. I say sweat because I like yoga. I will swim. I will do kettlebells, I will lift weights, I will run, I like any type of sweat to me. I will do crossfit, orange street, whatever it is. But the thing is, like I imagine if my fist is sweat, then everything else in my life, girlfriend, to my family, to the other side of my job, whatever it is, my friends, all those other aspects of my life are affected by me sweating. And if I don't sweat that day, or it has to be a recovery day for me not to sweat, but my mood changes. I am a different person like I've never heard anybody come up to me and say I Just got done working out. I'm in a bad mood like oh my day sucks like (laughs) I've been plenty of times where I've had a rough day or something like that and I go and work out and I'm a different person
0: the the data is actually quite amazing right now as far as um, I've only read like one or two studies So I don't want to like get too deep into it because it's not definitive at this point, but arguably keyword arguably for people with this, that movement exercise particularly like high intensity stuff is more beneficial than pharmaceuticals in battling like depression and anxiety.
1: You were just, like I brought this up to my girlfriend the other day. Just
0: proving it over and over again. Like it's it,
1: it, it, it's tough. Like all right, I believe. We're talking about brain changes. We're yeah. not talking
0: about like oh okay, like well, no, like brain literal your brain changes. And
1: it's hard for me because I've never been into, I've never seen an interaction between a patient who has depression, and them talking to their. Psychiatrist or whoever their doctor, mm-hmm. whatever they're talking to, I've never seen the first question that that doctor asked them. But to me, the first question should be, "What are you eating? Do you work out?" And
0: it at least should be part of the intake process. Yes. <laughs> Which <laughs> I don't know if it before is before I, I write your prescription. Explains. You know, I'm gonna have a psychologist on in the next few months, so I'll oh. bring it up. Yeah, ask. Him. Yeah, I'll sit right here. i one enough. But,
1: <laughs> um, but and then. And then that got me to the other side of it, too, is as the patient that has depression. And that is a disease. And I know, to be honest with that, I think it affects everybody. It just affects people in different ways, like in its harder on some and yeah. less on others. Maybe
0: without sadness you can That's a exactly. We can go down that rabbit hole. That's yeah. another three-hour podcast. But yeah, yeah, I mean, we have some... Before, I don't want to use the word depression but sadness or like yeah. anxiety. Everybody deals with it at some level like you yeah. said. You but then,
1: it made me think is like you can't get... And I know people and I whether they have depression or not, like when you talk to them like do you, do you work out? And they get offended. It's like, no, oh, I don't work out. Are you saying I'm lazy? No, I'm, no, 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 no. And I think people overthink do you work out as like oh I'm gonna go set a PR with my yeah how much uh, you bench CrossFit <laughs> or whatever right. like at rush class, whatever yeah. it is. I'm like, hell no. Like go out for a twenty minute walk and get outside, get some vitamin D, get a little sweat on your body. Yeah. I was like,
0: do you sweat? Maybe that's a more appropriate question. That, eat some lettuce. Negative, no eat content? some
1: lettuce and let's let's just build from there. That's yeah. it. And I hate I I, I have trouble trying to get that across to so people to not overthink working out when the, when they're first getting started or when they're battling weight loss or something like that Yeah. But yeah. well
0: it's a nasty rabbit hole right yeah, it is. You, you know what I mean um, I don't claim to know what that is I've never really you know I was somewhat I guess heavy before I was in high school but like I was always athletic and I always sweat and always moved yeah. very very often it's always been a big part of my life I have no idea what it's not to have that as part of my life and I can only imagine how hard it would be to oh. integrate that when it's not part of when you, when, you as a human that you've like, I've been doing that since I was, as long as I've been born. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. sit still. So it's,
1: And that's when uh, what I would advise to people that are just getting started or having trouble staying motivated, things like that, is unfortunately, one thing that I've learned over the years as I've gotten older is that motivation is just, it's fleeting. You know, it, it even LeBron James and Michael Jordan – have trouble getting motivated every day, but the yeah. thing that keeps him going here's your Jocko quote: is is to rely on discipline and not motivation. Yeah. And this and, idea of
0: willpower. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it, don't
1: it's, overthink yeah. it. Like, just try one healthy meal that day, or go for a twenty-minute walk. Go ten minutes away from your house, ten minutes back. Do that for a week. Yeah. All right, three days a week. Next week, make it three days a week still, but do twelve minutes out, twelve minutes back this time. And try and add add a healthy meal, now add a healthy snack. And just slowly build yourself. And it's it's tough because you beat yourself up when you start doing that. And then you have a slice of pizza. But don't think of it as falling off the wagon. Like, just get back on it with the next meal. That's Mm -hmm. it. So, yeah, yeah, that's where I go with that. Sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's good. I mean, I I appreciate that. And I I mean, that's what I'm... uh, semi-obsessed with now. If you listen to the podcast, you know, it keeps being a recurring theme, but I'm, I'm very obsessed with if somebody is where they are now and they want to be somewhere else, how can we talk about this earlier? How can I effectively communicate or create that motivation or create that willpower or create that discipline, even that first step to get them kind of where they want to be. And that's really, really challenging because sometimes you may have noticed this. I don't know if you had this in your life, but like, I'll say something and think that like nothing was accomplished. But, like, I'll see maybe that person two or three years later and be like, man, that one thing that you told me has led me to now where I am. Finally, I started my own business or I decided to, to work out. You know, I decided to start. Like, yeah. you just never really know where somebody is, right? And yeah, so and like, it's. it's you, yeah. Don't, you don't have to make that change right there. It's like, you know. It's it,
1: Brad bartholomew, yeah. conscious coaching. you got to figure out what inspires your athlete. And-,
0: and it could be a thousand different It could be a rush class. It could be a CrossFit. It could be going to physical therapy. It could be seeing a psychologist. It could be. You know. Yoga. Whatever. whatever. Yeah. yeah. And totally. That's, that's the biggest challenge, I think, for us as healthcare and fitness professionals. Is yes. Finding what it is and then evolving it for that person. But the
1: problem, like, you are 100% on. That is the number one thing. And what we talked about earlier is it's amazing how many health professionals or trainers or things like that that are – I think it's yeah. great to study the anatomy of the human body and things like that. Yeah. But you point also point. got to study the psychology of – the human being and what inspires them what is going to make them wake up in the morning or what's going to make them eat that food
0: i'm raising my hand in real life um you can't see that (laughs) (laughs) you can't see that um no i mean I, i could not agree more and i would say we talked about this again but like arguably that's more important because you can have the best like you know cycles and nutrition and like this is when you need to do this and this is the perfect exercise and, like, I have my own thoughts about that, you know, it's very individual and specific. But, Mm -hmm. like, if you just focused on the individual first, which we've lost in healthcare, by the way, Mm -hmm. and just focused on what's specific to that individual and gave to them and figured out the psychology of it, I guarantee you everything else is going to be like... the, the, The... I don't know what the right word is. Like, the specifics of it or the... It's like the... I'm details. Like, the details, yeah. sure, don't matter as much. Like yeah. literally just go for a walk, literally just have a healthy snack. doesn't have to be keto. It doesn't have to be a specific modality. just has to be like kind of just has to be something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like let's focus all on that and then you can, you know, you can kind of be a, I don't want to say you can be a crappy trainer or a crappy physical therapist because that's not true. But it just matters, again, a lot less than people think. It oh, just, yeah. like go out there and, yeah, figure it, that it
1: stuff is, out. It is, it's the human connection and... Psychology from being a personal trainer, a therapist, a physical therapist, any type of business. Where you could be working at Apple, and who you're talking to on the phone. It's just, it's it's a big thing when it comes to any type of business and just our everyday lives. That how I talk to my employees, which are not my employees. They're my teammates, and I'm just the captain of the team. That's it, and. Um, it, it's huge. It, yeah. it changes the game, and people overlook it or they don't even think about it.
0: And here's something that I'm gonna try not to go into this rabbit hole because <laughs> we could talk for three hours, and it's almost been an hour already. But what's what's really challenging, and I think, what why reason number four thousand five hundred fifty six to focus on that is because all the unhealthy stuff in the world. Let's call it a McDonald's. Let's call it just like. Uh, pharmaceutical companies. It can be any kind of like, we'll call it demon in the world. They're fighting really hard and focusing on the psychology of that stuff. So like, why aren't we, you know what I mean? Oh my God, that's a great point. How easy is it to like, just knock it off the couch and just eat whatever you want all day. Like that's really easy. Yeah. It's super easy. So like, let's focus on the fight back. Yeah. We have to fight back. And our, our biggest tool is the communication and the, we'll call it sales and advertising and marketing, all these other things that have been demonized. But like, that's how you effectively create, I like the word buy-in we talked about earlier. Like buy-in is everything because if they haven't bought in, it's so easy to say, Like, McDonald's yeah. seems really, really healthy. They say it's what, like, you're just, you're fighting all that. You're fighting all this miscommunication. You're fighting all this misinformation. It's insane how well they communicate that stuff. They have a million dollars and, like, the smartest minds in the world working to effectively get you to do things... ...that are inherently unhealthy, yeah. and that's really, really nasty. I'm sorry, but sorry, it's true. It's just it's the true. world we live in, and you have to educate yourself. I'm getting fired up. Educate yourself, and we have to help educate those people. Like, education is, like... What's my number one thing that makes us different? I still talk about it. It's like education empowerment. Like, that's what we do at Made to Move. Like, that's the thing that we focus on. If I can focus on that, I've won, and everything else can kind of take care of itself.
1: Stay to your foundation. Yeah. Like, that's it. And it, it's, I'll have to tell the team that too. It's like, learn people's names. Like, understand. It, it's hard. I don't know. Like, I, one thing that I've been bringing up to them is, like, are we in the, Fitness business serving people. Or are we in the business? Are we in the people business, serving fitness? And in my, from what I can stand understand, in my viewpoint is, yeah. we are in the people business serving fitness. Fitness is secondary. It's like, what can we do to energize these people's day? How can we make their day better? If you smile at the front desk when they leave, and you say, "Don't have a good day. Have a great day." Who knows how that will affect them when they walk to the coffee shop next door? Um, maybe they will smile and make the baristas smile. Like it, it, it's contagious. Mm-hmm. But that's to me that is our job. That's my job, in my opinion, is to inspire my team and to inspire my clients and members of the gym to live a healthy, better lifestyle. And this is how you do it: by sweating, by being around people that like the same thing that you do and they, and you, we're inspiring you, but you don't realize you come into class or you come to the gym three or four days a week that inspires your other friend.
0: And PS, that's way easier to control by the way, than all the other stuff. Like it's literally something you can make a difference immediately right now, as opposed to... The details that you could yeah. focus on, or that's some that person's training plan, or like yeah. they need to go up by ten pounds, or decrease this, or and or whatever. It's like I can manipulate that right now and make arguably a giant difference. And I don't,
1: I don't think I try and tell my members every once in a while to remind them, like you don't realize how many people you are inspiring in your life by coming to this gym and doing this class. Like you realize ninety nine percent of the people you meet for the rest of the day in the grocery store at work, whatever, cannot do what you just did. Sure and you do this 3 days a week and you you may be inspiring your daughter. You you don't know. Like something may click with your daughter. She may be 9 years old and she will remember 10 years, 20 years from now. My mom would always go to the gym. Would drop me off at school and go to the gym or would do it on Saturdays or something like that. Like you just don't know mm-hmm. how that will affect another human being or what they're seeing in there. Right. So it's pretty inspirational and to me that's what thrives this is what I thrive off of yeah, yeah. so
0: okay well, well I got I have to cap it although I do not want to cap it yeah but tell us just real quick how people can find out more about exemplar and you and the rush class where can they go yeah um, and you Whatever else you want to talk about. You know. uh, obvious, that, yeah. Uh obviously today's
1: world. We're on Facebook, Instagram, um, we have a website. It's Exemplar Fitness. We're on James Island, um on the corner of Maybank and Folly Road. Um we are a boutique gym with a badass class. That's the way we like to describe it. Um Yeah, and that's it. I mean we got everything on social media and website, classes, anything you want I think you can even sign up through Facebook now yeah um, and we'll
0: link to all that stuff in the show notes yeah too, yeah, right? yeah
1: definitely definitely That's come that. see us and personal training open gym uh, classes
0: yeah I'm gonna come
1: the more the merry rush class yeah, yeah
0: it's Jane Island to James Island is quite the hike, yeah, get but it. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it happen. I get it. No excuses. Yeah. Yeah. totally. Awesome. I really appreciate you coming on. This was a heck of a conversation. I feel like there'll be a round two coming on. I just, you know, who knows? If you'll, we got it. If you'll we grace us it. with our presence again, yeah. there's a lot of things that we could not get to. So it was, Definitely. Cool. It was cool to have you on, man. Awesome, thank yeah. you. Yeah, appreciate it. What's up everybody? Eve here. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Charleston Podcast. If you did, we would love for you to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. And please leave us any comments. We're always looking to improve or recommend a guest. Yes, we take recommendations. Also, if you want to learn a little bit more about us and our Health and Human Performance Clinic or we do physical therapy and performance training, please go check out made Again, that's MADE, the number two movept.com. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.